They can anyone watch? Anyone listening? Anyone listening? If ever you. <laughs> it's still there why why can't i get rid of it right here we go hello and welcome to the bones horror podcast this is our episode 88 a nightmare on elm street for the dream master okay I, i've changed my views on this film after watching it again but i look forward to telling you about it so who have we got with us this week we got larry hello and we got you in. Hello. And there's no Jess at the moment. She would stop taking for free. So she's carrying out a stop take, but not being oh. paid for it. Instead of coming on the Bones Horror Podcast. Craziness. That's what I said anyway. I think she was helping out her friend. So mm. uh, she'll be back next week. And I think she sorted her computer out as well. So. Yeah, she did she go yeah. through? Um, did did I can't remember, but if if Jess has watched and listened, it'd be interesting to see what she went through because I know there's a bit of a struggle with like the delivery and stuff, wasn't it? Or like yeah, when it was going to arrive. I think it got sent somewhere else and stuff, <laughs> and then a, a dog got ill, and there was lots of things going on. Um, but yeah, she she's got it and she installed it, and I think it works really well now. So sick. She got a new graphics card and she could have just bought an Xbox Series X and been done with it. But, um, Stream yeah. through the Xbox. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know, maybe. Um, so what have we been up to? I have been working a lot. I haven't really done too much last week. I even watched too much either. Um, been a funny week, really. Um, but yeah, because I'm working full on at the moment, so I'm not getting a lot of time to do anything else. So there's bits and pieces of work in the evening as well. So, yeah, a bit of a crap one. Larry, what have you been up to? Um, <clears throat> so I was in London um, when the last podcast was on coming back from London. Um, and did excuses. Some <laughs> excuses. <laughs> it's good. I was, watch- I was watching in the car and at one point... Um, we went through a tunnel and it was so funny because like I had put in a comment and uh, I came out of the tunnel because obviously the internet goes in the tunnel. And as it comes back on, all I hear is like, he's, he's written that comment twice. Why has he done it twice? I was like, have I look at my phone and it's just spammed it. I was like, Oh shit. (laughs) But um, no, yeah, mainly writing. I've watched a few things. um, And yeah, that, that, that is pretty much it. Um, Not too much. Yes, but yeah, I, I found it's just been an empty week, really. But it's um, too hot. It's too hot. That's why. It's too yeah. hot. Yeah. Well, I like I like it being hot. So you in? What you we've been up to? Uh, well, I've mainly um, I was very uh, about like I don't know a week ago. I was quite honoured to receive an email from um, the people at Sight and Sound um, for an American listeners. That's a sort of British film magazine, um, nice. and they were wanting my 
a selection for it because they do this thing every 10 years of like um the best films ever made um and uh they tend to poll like hundreds of people and or hundreds of critics rather um and they asked me and i was i was very flattered to be asked but the the problem with that even though i i love being asked and it's amazing it does add a bit of pressure to figure out what your favorite films of all time are or what the what you yeah. consider the best films of all time i mean swan yeah. Ape had to be number one <laughs> <laughs> please <laughs> tell me you sent that back to them <laughs> that'd be a worthy mention wouldn't it would be <laughs> One of yeah, the less than then worthy mentions. <laughs> yeah, that would be it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I've been I've been spending this week just rewatching films, which because I've already established like my top five or six, I sort of stone set in stone kind of selections. But I'm not so sure about those last four, and those last four have been like mental in my head about trying to establish. So I've just been rewatching what films that I consider, and it's really what it's really weird what watching films with the thing in your head comparing comparing them to all the other great films out there uh, and sort of in your head like is this one of the greatest films of all time usually you don't watch films like that and it's really no. weird because like even like five star films that i've been watching is like oh this doesn't quite make the make the grade you know but no it's been as you say it's been a bit bit of an empty week it's been so really hot what was it yeah no, we're interested now the listeners would be interested anyone watching would be interested to know what you're actually what your actual top films Oh. Yeah, what what have you got so far? Yeah. If you haven't completed, yeah, what, what I've got so far. I mean, it's it's really difficult because one of their rules is that you can't if the film is in a series uh, or the films are in a series, you have to put the individual films. So obviously, right. my top three are all Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So there's that. <laughs> um. I think Clockwork Orange. Uh, yep tree of life which i know nobody likes except for me um I, yeah, tree of uh, life tree of life that's so not, not oh, sorry I, I, I remember yeah. i remember you oh yeah you said yeah, yeah. absolute shit no, to, <laughs> granted, granted i will admit like when i first watched it um i wasn't like because i had like in college had to look at art films and mm. and you know experimental films and i really yeah. as i've talked to you about like you know with um, david lynch I had to watch a lot of his not his major films but other sh smaller yeah short films so i wasn't really a big experimental fan but i think as i've got older and watched like you know a lot of like a24 films and experimental and all that i actually have to say like i've got it right here it's like ironically it's right there. oh yeah amazing. No. hold on hold on hold on just just to prove to the, <laughs> the steelbook steelbook edition no, <laughs> Ooh, what steelbook we got today nice there you go oh, that's not a steelbook no no no, it's a piece of shit. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there's other stuff like like Ikaru, the the Akira Kurosawa movie. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I, I've I I really want to put The Shining on there. Um, mm. But, it, but I, yeah, I know it's just having two Kubricks in one list. I, I'm sure I'm sure others will do the same, and and I'm sure The Shining won't be as common as like 2001 and Doctor Strange Love or whatever because those tend to be on the list more than the shining so I'm, i might just put the shining on um Jaws? Jaws? jurassic park yeah i was gonna say jaws jurassic park no I, I, I haven't got any spielbergs on there um, okay okay uh no that, that, manhattan that, that's another that's another that's that's another thing is that you realize how many directors you're just leaving out yeah. so i've left out fincher scorsese yeah. um oh, wow. Tarantino. What is it? A top, is it top ten again? Sorry. Yeah, top ten. Top ten. It's tricky because you have to, you have to decide. <laughs> yeah. 
um, and Mulholland Drive. Uh, well, uh, well, I have to decide between Mulholland Drive and a Razorhead because I have to have a Lynch in there, but I, I'm, I'm not sure which one it is, which one it will be. Because um, because Mulholland Drive like changed my life, but a Razorhead is also just an amazing film. So I, I'm going to rewatch Mulholland Drive. Maybe tonight, maybe I'll do that tonight. Rewatch Mulholland Drive. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I've been trying to sort of rack my brain, uh, just trying to figure out where they should go on the list. Um, and it's really hard because you. Because it's just, and I've, I've seen on Twitter as well, loads of other people have been asked to do the poll and they're having similar struggles. And apparently the common advice is just to go with your gut and just mm. just do that. But uh, yeah, so that's what we're doing this week. Excellent. Well, I was just writing something down, actually. And that might be quite nice. important later. So, <laughs> Freddy Krueger returns once again to terrorize the dreams of the remaining dream warriors as well as those of a young woman who may be able to defeat him for good. Sure she can. <laughs> um, so it was directed by, I'll put Rennie Harlan. Is that right? That doesn't sound right. Um, who did Die Hard 2, uh, Cliffhanger, and he also won, he was nominated for a Golden Raspberry for Exorcist The Beginning. I don't know if you've yeah. seen that. Is that a prequel version? Mm. Yeah, there, well, there's yeah. two kind of Sequel came out at the same time. It's, yeah, there was two of them. It's like they remade one of them. Mm. Really quite odd. And there's a story behind it, which I won't go into now. Um, but I have watched it. I don't mind it. It's just a bit shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a bit, a bit shit. Dire Two was good though. Dire Two was a good movie. Dire Two was good. I quite like uh, Cliffhanger. Mm. Hanging, hanging about on cliffs. You've seen I like the, I like, I like the opening Stallone. scene of that. Stallone, isn't it? Is it Stallone? Yeah, yeah. It's the opening scene that gets me for that film. That one's always yeah, quite well, good. Where they're hanging over. The... Well, no, her yeah. like clip, her clip breaks, yeah, doesn't it? Clip, he, like, it. he can't, he can't hang on to her. The old clip breaks. Yeah, and it all ends. So Robert Englund is Freddy Krueger. Tuesday night is <laughs> Christian. <laughs> Sorry, that name always makes me laugh. It's brilliant, isn't it? Tuesday night. <laughs> mm. yeah. As Christian Kristen Parker, um, as a new actress from the third one, is that right? She took over. Yeah, so, so in, the third, th in the third one, yeah, Patricia Arquette, and here it's uh, it's, it's Tuesday night. Um, interesting choice. I'm yeah, assuming I was Patricia Arquette had. I'm assuming Arquette had like other obligations that she made. Her I think she was. I read, and it might not be true that she was heavily pregnant. Oh well, that probably would it. Well, yeah. explain it if it was true. I mean, she was 18. That's quite young to be... Well, I don't want to, you know... No. Parents their own. Mm. My yeah, parents their own. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it, could have been, it, could, it could have been that and like a scheduling thing as well, though, I imagine. But she That's was doing... Because I, 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 look, I looked on her IMDb and she was doing like three other movies in the same year. So it's... It's probably yeah, a scheduling playing, thing then. Maybe. She might have been playing pregnant women in those films. I don't know, do you? <laughs> maybe, yeah. Just all of them <laughs> pregnant. High demand, high demand for those roles, yeah. <laughs> you know me, I, I tried this week, I've tried to do a little bit more research because last week I didn't do as much as I sometimes do. And then mm. Barry was in London, Jess didn't turn up and I, I was kind of relied heavily on you in to talk for most of it. <laughs> Which, so this week I've done a little bit more research. Um, so budget, six and a half million. Box office forty nine million dollars. Mm. Rotten Tomato. What do you reckon? Um, that's tricky um, because I want to say it's going to be in the sixties mm. because I I don't I don't I don't think this is the worst of the sequels. So I think people might maybe have been a bit more lenient with it, especially as yeah. time's gone on. Yeah. But I don't know because I know that it wasn't. 
I reckon 50s, yeah. maybe. 50s, you think 50s? Yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be 50s, isn't it? 52. Yeah, 52. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm going to be really honest. I, I watch this with my middle one because he, he tends to watch stuff. Only because like, I say, well, I'll, I'll bring some sweets and stuff in and we'll watch it in my office. And it's, it's, it's kind of nice. And he really likes it. And I think I've only seen this. May have been the third time. Um, I watched my new Blu-ray box set, so there's a few extra bits on it. But I watched that, and I really like it. I really like it for, for, for what it is. I didn't like the character change particularly, but um, mm. I like the Freddy stuff a lot, and I love some of the kills, um, the waterbed especially. Cockroach. Um, yeah. Cockroach is, was my favourite. They're, oh, they're, for the food at the table as well. That's really good. Yeah. Obviously, we'll go into it all, but like they're, they're, yeah. the the films get really creative in the deaths, I think, as they go on. But it's just a shame we've got, the story lacks. Yeah. We've got a few more of these to do, haven't we, in this run yeah. of films that we're doing. So we've got five, six, seven. I think we're doing Freddy Jason, then we're doing the remake again. And I think we'd be heading towards 100 then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just bullet point some bits as usual. Um, so I put Freddie as a nurse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I, actually, I, was, I was actually curious about that. I, I, I wonder if... Um, it was like, very attractive. Yeah, but, mm. but I, I wonder, it reminded me that of that scene in The Dark Knight, and I wonder if... Uh, I wonder if Chris no, Nolan no. watched that and just like, was like, oh, yeah, that's a good joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. probably. But he he probably. looked actually quite feminine, though, didn't he, Freddie, in that? Um, another bullet point was dog piss. Which, yeah, that um, was an interesting scene. That's where, uh, in order to, uh, it, it was a, it was a weird scene where, yeah. in order to get Freddie back from what happened in the last film, where he was essentially his bones were reburied. Yeah. Um, oh, is it a, a, a? I can't remember his name now. Is it Kaikade or, or or something? He's mm. like drawn back into that scrapyard uh, yeah. with his dog in the dream. Um, and then the dog turns very aggressive and goes to the patch where Freddy was buried, uh, pisses on it, the piss turns to fire, yeah. and yeah. the ground opens up um, where Freddy's bones were, and then Freddy's bones reconnect and the skin tissue reforms, and Freddy's back. Um, all because all because of some dog piss. Well, it's like in the, it's, it's in the dream, though, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's in, the, it's in the dream. It, 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 I mean, it's interesting with general this film, when you'll get, we'll get to this in, in more detail. But mm. I found that um as you were saying before that the practical effects are really really good and there's so many great ideas about you know how to kill all these characters and stuff but my mm-hmm. issue was was that because the story is not that interesting there's mm-hmm. not much of a plot um and uh the characters are just not that interesting either i i found it very like uh, not very memorable um i had to try and like rack my brain for the various things that happened um i i find i find the way i look at this one is it's almost like alien three because it's I a very seen alien 3. oh right okay so so it's just a very similar kind of um track in that i mean um i don't know if we're can we go into spoilers now uh, if yeah, i say spoilers well, just in case if you haven't seen it but what we'll i say, what what it. i what I love about the film, which I think is actually quite effective, is it you because obviously I wasn't on the last podcast, but what I really like about Dream Warriors is that it kind of brings these characters together and it's like, you know, we've got to defeat Freddy. And what I quite like about 
this one is that it doesn't hold back and it just goes, oh yeah, all those characters that you really if you did grow to like them, yeah, fuck them. They're dead. It's like yeah. Freddy's coming for them. And I like I like that, but I agree that in itself is a good concept, but similar to Alien 3, I think it fails so massively on its story that it's to me it's like yeah that's cool in a concept and the deaths are cool and it, they're really well done and just like dream warriors um they have good practical effects uh mixed with like you know some cgi stuff but yeah it's just the story and that's kind of how it goes throughout all of the next ones is that they retain the good effects but the story just kind of goes down but it's funny <laughs> but it's funny what you said um about uh them killing off the essentially the, the three characters who survived the third one yeah. i actually don't like it um, really okay okay I, I actually i i don't like it when movies do this in general um is it in terms of like sequel stuff it's the same mm. with um the uh, friday the 13th part two where the main character from the first one just dies in the first 10 minutes um, or is killed in the first 10 minutes it annoys me because i it, it's like well why did i watch the the the, the previous film then because i'm just i i, I had this problem before although i think they did it quite well um in the run-up to the uh force awakens when that was about to be released it was mm. heavily rumored that a character will die um and actually i, th I think i might have been talking to you lawrence about yeah, it. yeah we were we were um, probably in the outside bit in the smoking area and we were like who's gonna die because we all heard yeah. that there's one character or, Who did or die? two well it's harrison harrison for where's his name i know they killed them all off didn't they pretty much well, throughout the throughout uh, yeah. the uh, throughout the trilogy, but yeah, in this first film, it was like it was hinted at that one character was or two characters. I can't remember what we were just saying, like in uni, but it was hinted at that characters were gonna die, and we were all very much speculating speculating of who it was gonna be. Yeah, but my my pro I mean, I, to, to be honest, I, I thought they did it quite well in the film, but in the run up to it, and I and I feel like it's the same with Friday the Thirteenth, same with this, is that it was kind of like we we had an arc before. And it was great, and it was it was um, it was enjoyable. And mm. now you're completely scrapping that arc in favor of this newer one, which I don't think is a, is as effective because I don't think um, the new characters are as interesting as the older yeah. characters. See, I agree um, with you completely on that. Completely. And 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 just just more on that. The one of the issues I've I found with the film is that it felt like a first draft um of the script or at least it needed another draft in order to well, sort of finesse it yeah, felt a bit rushed mm -hmm. um well, and I, I i looked this up actually it's, it's a classic case and i've talked about this on weeks before where the behind the scenes is, is more interesting than the film itself because at mm. the time it's a, it's i, I mean and, and with all of these movies there's an interesting story behind them and with this one they got a new director and apparently bob shea who was the producer I, I, I'm, I'm getting I'm coming to the conclusion that he's probably an arsehole or at least he was at the time um, mm -hmm. because apparently he sat down with the what would become the director he was a a, a, a Finnish guy um, and, uh, and oh yeah no I remember this yeah, sorry apparently it's Bob Shea, back to me. yeah apparently Bob Shea was just really xenophobic and just saying oh how can a Finnish person direct yeah. an American movie and it's just like was... I'm, I'm sorry because <laughs> this was the guy this the director had like long yeah long, long blonde, like blo long blonde kind of hair yeah no but that's the thing as, as you said and as I was saying earlier i just it's not the fact of the deaths that get me of like killing those characters i i actually quite like that as a story element but the story that they're telling doesn't work 
So yeah. it, it all doesn't form together well. Yeah. It's just pieces that are like, okay, great. And it was and it was it was it was weird because <coughs> as I was as I was like researching this, um the director was saying ludicrous things. Um, he was saying <laughs> he came up with a, with good ideas, like you know the the faces in the pizza and and stuff like that. Quite quite surreal. Oh, I like that the pizza bit. I was yeah, going to yeah. mention that. Yeah, but he also said things like, "Yeah, I, I kind of think of Freddy as like like a hero, like James Bond," and I'm just like, uh, "Okay, I'm not I'm not entirely sure if I see that comparison, but whatever." Right. But what was interesting nope. is that they they did have to make the film in a very short amount of time. I think um, they shot it in February and they had to get it done by August at least, or at least they, 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 the start of the shooting was in February and they had to, and apparently they edited it in about two days for like test audiences. Um, part of the reason was that there was a writer's strike happening at the time. And um, obviously as we've seen with uh, so many films, um, Notably, Quantum of Solace. Writer strikes tend to ruin uh, Transformers Two. Was another Transformers, one. Yeah, just tend to ruin movies that otherwise, you know, might have been good. Is there not other people that can write stuff? Well, no, but, no, it's, but it was, it's, it's a strike, isn't it? So it's like the, it's almost like the the train strikes. Like you could say there's oh, another person to go on. People that <laughs> yeah. write and they're not allowed to. But how about yeah. I bet there's some talented people out there who are not. But, but this, but this, but this, I don't, this is, yeah, this the, is the, the thing. They, they don't want to take those risks, I guess. Really. Yeah, was, they, but they also like the right. The writers who were like credited, like did go into some meetings, like in secret. Apparently, they like, wore fake beards and stuff like that. You know, this is just some absurd methods. I don't know. That might be a rumor. I don't know, but it's like it's I want like, it to be true. Yeah, I want <laughs> it to be true. So it's just uh, like you two with your fake beards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pop it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's but that's that's the thing is that when you watch the film it's like it's like they um because obviously when you first write a film or at least in my experience you tend to make it up as you go along and then once you've done it for the f for the first time you're okay let's make it good that's that's mm -hmm. the kind i think that's the kind of usual route for a lot of writers whereas with this yeah as you're watching it was like okay they keep on making stuff i keep on making stuff up especially in that second act i think the first act and the third act are actually all right but the but the middle act is just so much fumbling and so much like okay freddie kills someone in a grotesque way again mm. oh, okay happens again happens again and there's no real plot development in any no. way and then they think okay let's focus on this character this character is interesting okay let's build her up and she's the dream master alice uh um, yeah. and uh and 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 then once it got once they got to that point it actually became interesting it's like okay this is a a character arc where she's not very confident in self and herself and then she becomes more confident and that's that's that would have been interesting if that was placed at the start and i think that's mm -hmm. why i don't think um she... the first the the, the yeah. dream warriors should have, I, it, it, if not killed off, I I feel like they shouldn't really have been involved, because I feel like if we just focus on the story of Alice, that would have been more interesting. See, um, see, I see, I do agree, but I I feel as though what I quite like is the story that we're saying, which I completely agree is is definitely the highlight where you get invested and say, okay, she's the dream master. I actually think they shouldn't have added a bunch of other new characters. I think it should have almost been like a continuation where mm. we follow that character with those friends that we know. Yeah. And it's more impactful when they do die because then it's, you know, we feel like, oh crap, you know, this Freddy in Dream Warriors, you know, yes, he killed a few of them. One notably, which I think I messaged into you guys about uh, him missing her arm with the needles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then having to really quickly reform them. 
Um, but yeah, that, that's I agree. Like it's it's one of those things where I think the this it, it feels as you said like a first draft, and someone's gone like you know written the last page, gone end, full stop, whipped it out, and then gone post go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard um, Wes Craven wrote a, a script for this. And, he might have done, and decide, and but they decided because it was about kind of time loops and things. Apparently, um, that it wasn't for them, and they wanted a kind of continuation from the third one, which this is, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it definitely it's, is like a part two, but just not done yeah. very well. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Also, you you brought up the the time loop thing. Um, again, I I think I think that was a really good idea, but um, I, I suppose it's because I've seen it done in much more effective ways. I mean, <laughs> we mention it every week, but um, in Stranger Things four, they do it quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas essentially they're repeating the same thing and going through the same thing, trying to change, trying to change it. They also do it well in um, the um, Life is Strange, the the video game. Mm-hmm. They also um, Hideo Kojima did it for PT, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, where it just keeps repeating the same corridor over mm-hmm. and over again. Um, but here, antenna, feel, antenna. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ante- antenna, sure, sure. Um, <laughs> the unrun out. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Did that, um, did that happen in Tenor? Yeah, there are, there are, there are, there are. Yeah, there are yeah. time loops. Trust me, we'll do 100th episode. I've, I've Florence it. explains I've tenet. seen it. I don't, I don't remember any time loops <laughs> yeah. there, mate. I just but, but with, not a confusion. It's all well, I uh, remember. Oh, but... no, God. Yeah, don't let me. I'm going to have to. If I was to go, <laughs> I'm just like, ah. Yeah, te- yeah. Te- temporal pincer is a time loop. Yeah. Like, yeah. God, I've forgotten that. Temporal that pincer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, temporal pincer. That's a great a name loop. for a band, you know. <laughs> yeah Let's... but i feel i i feel like how it was like managed in or choreographed in this film wasn't that great i no. i i just was it, again it's a very interesting idea it's not used to that it's not used that well um i actually think it was robert england's favorite thing mm. that freddie did was that and and you know I, again as i say the idea is really good but i feel like it wasn't directed all yeah. that well it's it just felt utilized. like they were they were like copied and pasted different scenes in like uh, again into each other which I, I i wasn't that into um but as i say the the third act became quite good and i think it sort of did that via uh the bodybuilder who gets um killed mm. in the most surreal way i mean it's obviously i say obviously i, I don't want to sound like a but let's go but it's like um uh uh, a Kafka's metamorphosis, right? Where it's like the the man who turns into a giant beetle, um, and yeah. that, I think Kafka is actually mentioned in one of the classrooms uh, earlier on in the film, and it's um and, and it's a it's a really well. I I wasn't sure what was happening at first because also it does it does have the problem of like I'm, I'm not sure what kind of psychological association there is with this. I mean, maybe it's to do with vanity or whatever with with the with the woman. Um, but I I did I did love the practical effects of just mm. the just the you know the creature's arms popping out of her arms and, well, yeah. and when she's lifting the bit, the, yeah. the the weights and stuff that was really good yeah. um and then turn her tank into a beetle and then and the, the weirdest thing of all the, the camera like pans back and it's the freddy's holding a hotel yeah. box i was a con- yeah uh, i can't remember With what loads. line he used but yeah yeah he's got loads of there's loads of other um bugs essentially in yeah stuck because it's and like then he, and then he and then he crushes the box and i thought that was that was quite well, that was quite good go, can i ask go, a question about robot hand Mm. Robot hand, yes. Uh, when was that? When was that? It's <laughs> it in the classroom. Out, yeah. It's in the class. Is that, is that a robot's hand? It's like something. 
it looks like a robot's hand. Um, and I didn't know why it was a robot's hand. Was it a fear of hers or was this the well, one? That... Was this the one? Suck the, face the, part. The girl she sat in the classroom. Yeah, the two and has them, asthma. And she, she has it asthma. Come... Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I wonder. Uh... Yeah, I, I wonder if there was any like psychological like um aspect to that because i because i think i think on the whole they did the deaths quite well and they did they sort of associate it with their fears but sometimes you get you you get certain instances where it's like oh they're just doing this because they just want to be weird yeah. and, and weirdly horrific which but... which i mean is fine to an extent but you get you get to sort of territory like well, like nightmare 2 territory where it just doesn't well, work you mentioned earlier like that we say about stranger things a lot like on this podcast but like the i think the reason why is because i me personally, and I, I think a lot of people are in the same boat, is that as much as Stranger Things is its own thing, and it definitely is, and it's and it it's inspired definitely by you know the recent season is definitely inspired by Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, Robert England shows up, uh, England sorry shows up in the series as an homage anyway. But I think it's because it's it's the Nightmare on Elm Street sequel that we kind of wish we got. In a in like elements of it, not the obviously the Stranger Things story, but you know, I mean, in in one of one of the deaths that I really like in the film is you know there's the the girl who is forced to she she almost doesn't want to eat, and she's forced to you know sat around the dinner table with all these like kind of eccentric you know family members and friends of family members and forced to like just. And and it's a scary thought of of obviously going into sort of you know eating disorders and all that. But I feel like as much as the practical effects are great, it's not expanded upon enough where you can sit there and go, oh okay. Whereas again, like you know, looking at Stranger Things with Chrissy and stuff, you know, mm. and I feel like that that is expanded upon. And so I I feel like, and it's this, it's a shame because I feel like with each sequel that goes on as I've said and probably will repeat many a times on future podcasts, is that the deaths and the creativity of how they do them is not the issue. In fact, they are some of the like greatest practical effects of like, you know, in horror and that in that era, but they're just, they, they, it lacks on the story. And it's a shame because the story is what you really want to hook onto with the characters. And when you don't have that basis, you can, you know, it's like the Transformer films. You can have great effects, but if you're having robots go around saying racist kind of slurs, it's a bit like, yeah, ooh, ooh, it's I, also, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just watch Transformers too. <laughs> I've seen Transformers. I don't remember any. Please, oh, just honestly, Kev, that will come back next next podcast. Okay. Watch it. And just there's some. There's yeah, many yeah I think I will. I, I do. I do own them all. It's right? all, it, 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 was, it was also interesting with the, with this film is that I of of, of the you know n- nightmares that we've seen so far, it it felt like the most stereotypically eighties because it just there is so because obviously you know I, I, I you know Lawrence and I weren't born in the eighties but we and, and so we have to rely on on like different representation including including Stranger Things that you know plays up the eighties uh, elements yeah. more but what's weird with Nightmare Four is that it feels like one of those nostalgic films that are made now except yeah. it actually was made it in was the eighties so even like even like the jackets which are pretty much exactly the same in Stranger Things but they're the sort of um, I don't know what you call them those jackets. Um, 
the sort of yeah no I know high school mean. jackets that that you get yeah. Let, letterman letterman jacket uh, yeah maybe yeah so you got those you got the big hair i mean um tanya uh, not tanya night um what's her face tuesday night um mm. she was like she had like a sort of blondie-esque haircut and um <laughs> just like yeah as i say massive hair or everywhere um and it just felt it, that's why I was sort of liking it at first because I was like, okay, they're leaning into this like eight, like really, really eighties world. There's even a diner, and there's like interesting stuff happening. Um, and then, yeah, I, I I got really bored like it, during the second act. And yeah. uh, as I've said before, it's it's like like the the main cardinal sin of making a horror film is that you can't can't make yeah. it boring. No, it's boring. No, no, exactly. That's the point. You can get away with it in our in our house movies, but you can't you can't get away yeah, with it in yeah. horror movies. <laughs> no, I like, no, but that's the thing I completely agree, and especially if like with the nightmare series, you know, I um that's why, and obviously when we get round to it on future podcasts, but that's why with the um the reimagining that they did, it just was fucking boring. Like, and they try they really tried to do that thing where it's like we're gonna be psychological with it. And it was like great, you just have to do a good <laughs> job though. <laughs> it's like you have to actually there put the are, effort in. There are a couple of good scenes in that film, but oh, I, 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 I will happily disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would rather, I would rather go and watch so, the first one again than watch that. So we'll wrap this up a bit on on this first bit. Um, so, would you recommend this to our watchers and listeners? Because for me, I would. I think it's fun. I, I think just to stick on and watch for an hour and a half and not take it too seriously mm. and just enjoy the kill scenes and Freddie generally, I think it's a good film with no storyline. Um, and I know you love a storyline. I know you both do. Mm. Um, I, I can get away without a storyline in life, basically <laughs> half the time. <laughs> Hence why I might enjoy a Transformers <laughs> film. Um, but I, I do like, you know, at times I love a story, but, um, um and we get to cut of the dead because that's an interesting story in a bit but what what do you think you have watched I, cut of the dead haven't you no i, I no <laughs> um Larry, I, you, all right we'll get to that in a minute uh, okay. me me personally i think and and with with the entire nightmare series so far where we're up to at the moment i would recommend people yeah definitely watch the first one skip the second one watch the third one as if it's the sequel and yep. then watch this one because i think that this should have been the three films but okay. done, i think the third film is the i'm saying the third it's the fourth but if you're watching yep. it like that i think it's the weakest i like the second one i just i feel as though the second one is just such a fish out of water to the compared to every it's, it's like um when we get to it again it's like freddy's new nightmare and I just bash my head against the table, like, <sighs> why have you done this? Like, what character. a stupid thing. You know the main character from the second one? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was speaking to Ewan about it last week, and I'm happy to book tickets, but he's coming to Horicon near us. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you put it in the group chat. I'd be happy so, to go. I mean, Horicon. Woo. Uh, and, and just, you can tell him how shit you think he is. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> What if, 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 if you're really great, Larry? His opinion differs from mine. Col Come on, Larry. Colin, Colin Trevero could be next to him. I'd be like, Don't think you're getting away. I'll be like, You sit right there, you little shit. 
Like they're children. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, like don't, don't get me wrong. It's it's not. It's definitely not the actor's fault in any way, shape, or form. I actually think as well oh, what he was given. He does. Now, are we? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we can go back and watch that podcast. I am pretty sure. Um, no, but it's not. It's not his fault. It's just. It's. It's. It's the weird direction that they yeah. took to him. Um, and then Dream Warriors for me is like the sequel that literally, if you miss two, it does follow perfectly yeah. because Nancy's back, Freddy's still there, which they hinted at, at the end of the first one anyway. And then I think this film, the concept is good, um, but I just don't think it's executed all too well. And I sadly, I don't mean on the, like I said, the effects or the deaths, it's just the story. I think it's so, just kind of a bit rushed, as we said. It's a bonus. I'd give it a solid six, maybe, maybe because I don't think it's the worst one. I want to go seven. Mm. So that kind of, yeah. If it weren't for the deaths, it'd be lower. Yeah, Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I, I'd give it five. Um, Okay. Is it what you're saying? Because, because I, I would mostly agree with you, Lawrence. Um, Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd recommend the first one. Ignore the second one. Third one's pretty good and should be treated as a sequel. With this mm-hmm. fourth one, I think it, I think it would be very much like watch it if you want to sort of. Yeah, thing. yeah. If, you don't have to. Of, you don't have to. Um, uh, it's kind of again. There were lots of interesting stuff there, and it's executed very well. I especially liked. I mean, as well as the Kafka cockroach, there's the um, scene with the souls in the body. Um, of Freddy that are trying to escape. Um, apparently, they had to get like a they they made like a twenty foot figure, and they got people inside the torso in order to do that whole thing. I mean, again, the practical effects are probably more more interesting story than maybe the screenwriting history. Yes. Because again, yeah, you can yeah. see where the focus is on in this film. Um, and then, <laughs> but but yeah, I was let down by the the second act, which I found was boring. And I also I also really didn't like um, the way they killed Freddy, um, or at least the not not in terms of like ha- like the manner in which he died, but how he died, which was um, Alice shows him a mirror of himself, and I felt yeah, like I felt like I, I felt like that was a bit of a letdown, considering how strong Freddy is in dreams, especially. Um, and I, I also didn't quite understand the the function of a dream master or the sort of mythos behind what the dream master yeah. is supposed to be. That wasn't really cleared up. Um, so all in all, yeah, I'd give it five. It's good. It's a decent effort, but I, I, I wouldn't be in a rush to watch it again. No, so probably about six, hmm. six bonus then really. We definitely peaked after okay. Dream Warriors. Yeah, we're we're on our way down, and I expect from now on it's steadily mm. going to go down and down. Also, let, let me just let me just say, yeah, um, if you're making a film and the first instinct is to rush it and you set the <laughs> set the deadline to a ridiculously early thing to the point where you rush everything and it can't possibly be as good just just rethink it even if you have to uh, delay it a year in order for you to do it just just do that because you'll get a better film out of it instead of like doing mm-hmm. everything uh, yeah i'll stop i'll stop no 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 <laughs> i no no i no, i completely agree. i completely yeah. agree i think that if you're going to rush it you fucked it You'd rather let it. What's the old phrase? It needs more time in the oven. If you're going to put in your bloody food in for like three minutes and then go, I'm so hungry, I'll eat it raw. 
then there's something wrong with you. Because <laughs> because that is it's that classic thing. It's like when we were at uni, Lawrence. Um, we, we, I'm sure you as well, but I, I would get mm. sometimes affronted when, um, like. I don't know when we present a film to, to mm. lecturers and we'd mm. only have like a certain amount of time to, to do it in and they'd criticize it that way and obviously in your head you're going well i only had this amount of time to to to, to do it and that's true but it's it you just have to it it just that can't be a that can't be a rule that that yeah, yeah. You, can't, you can't you can't just have that yeah. in it just it, yeah well, it's, anyway. but it's also but it's also a thing I think that we should mention as well is that most productions, yes, they are like, you know, they, you know, if you just look at Marvel's recent San Diego Comic-Con Hall H, you know, projects get put a date and they're like, you know, we're aiming for this date. But nine times out of 10, as most people know, those dates then get pushed back and pushed back because they need more time. And the thing is, is that, yeah, it's one of those things where I'd say in most of the time, that is the case but you can always tell when a film is just shoved out there quickly to hopefully bring the its profit Make back money. in yeah. yeah exactly bring profit back in but yeah it's a shame doesn't make sense either because everyone know everyone by that point knew who freddie was and yeah. everyone would have been fine if it was delayed you know yeah and they uh, especially and especially when it came out as well like i'd say more today that people are more fussy to be like i want to see this film is it yeah. coming out? oh it's been delayed again you know mm -hmm. it's with games as well whereas i'd say back in you know especially 80s 90s i don't think people were there like oh it's been delayed yeah, by yeah, a I couple of months no no no, 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 no i don't right, think anyone right. would really care no <laughs> you're right <laughs> anyway okay shall we move on to uh dan's hot pick in the middle in the middle dan's not on here tonight because he's traveling he said he was abroad mm. he sent me a message saying he was abroad so i don't you say know he was in germany or somewhere yeah, that's not really abroad. Just still want to say. <laughs> Why are you not you still mean? in? Like, when I when I think of abroad, yeah, I'm going abroad a boat or something, or you know, I'm, I'm, I'm traveling <laughs> yeah. the seas. I'm traveling the seas to get somewhere. So really, with yeah. England, you're going. Did he get? Did he get a boat? To he lives Germany. in Sweden. He might have got yeah. a boat. And he got and, Ger got... and where's Germany? <laughs> just, just near it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but I think I think there's a bit of water between. But I mean, this is definition there? is nonsense anyway. But but uh, if we go, we're going oh, I've got it. Yeah, he might be going across a little bit of water yeah. instead of taking the long route. Yeah, the road. He walked it. He could have walked it. He might. Have <laughs> yeah. He said he was. He said he was having plenty of sausage in Germany, and he, where else did he say he was going? Denmark. Denmark. Mm -hmm. For some bacon. Um, so here's just for bacon. <laughs> yes, he's enjoying. So one cut of the dead. Okay, I think I said something else earlier, which I watched on Shudder, and it was a Japanese film, and it appears on Rotten Tomatoes with a hundred percent rotten. Oh wow! Um, it is. I think if you haven't seen it, Larry, this is one for you. Can you give me the uh, the plot? Because I don't think I heard this. On yes, the last I will then. give you a plot. Um, okay. 100% fair play. Things go badly for a hack director and film crew shooting a low-budget zombie movie in an abandoned World War II Japanese facility when they are attacked by real zombies. 
it's 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 a found footage movie, isn't it? It's definitely a found footage. Um, I really can't say too much without giving the whole thing away because I watched this with my younger one about two, three years ago, and it takes a hell of a twist, Larry. Mm. When was it released? Um, three, four years ago. Yeah, okay, I'm okay. cleaning it. 2017 it's weird as well because I, I i mentioned this last week but um uh i think i think it was um the basis for a french remake um by i'm gonna get his name wrong but i, th- I think it's michelle um has a uh, uh, sorry <laughs> that's not that's not his name but it's, it's it's a rough estimation but he also yeah. did like the artist and and things like that oh um, wow and and for some reason, he remade this film. Um, well, he and, actually did. He actually, yeah, did. He, re- he remade the film, and it opened the Cannes Film Festival this year, which is a really weird um, ch- choice of film. Um, Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen either uh, either movies. Um, but apparently, this one has been a bit divisive. Apparently, it's quite fun, but apparently, it's a bit divisive because they're just like because I think they they've increased the budget for the new oh, okay. one um and uh it's kind of like well what's the what, why why are you remaking it the first one was was fine um mm. so yeah but i do like i do like Fre- i do like, um, like french horror because we've talked about that a lot on the yeah. podcast with like you know martyrs and um I... uh, switch ra- switchblade romance and all that so yeah. i was thinking it could have gone in that vein but probably not though. i yeah. don't think i can say too much about this although i really like it i've watched it a couple of times because you do need a second viewing okay there's, there's I might watch this tonight. I might watch this tonight. There's a twist in it that you'll go, oh, mate, I need to watch that again. And I know okay. lots of people that have done that, and I literally maybe in one evening watch it twice. Um, okay. It is... I'm intrigued. Fantastic filmmaking, I think. Clever. Is it scary? Uh, no. Well, no, it has... It's a zombie, it's a zombie movie. So it has elements of being scary for the first... But there's a co- isn't there a com- is there a comedy element to this film? Yeah, there's some comedy yeah. in it as well. There, there's and it, it doesn't. There's no comedy for the first thirty-five minutes, I would say, because it plays out as it plays out. It's one mm. shot. It's one shot yeah. for thirty-five minutes. Okay. Okay. So and then there'll be ex- some explaining and things. And anyway, I don't want to give too much away, but. I know you will love this. I'm sure I've recommended it to you before. Does does it have a um just out of curiosity, does it have a similar obviously I know two, you know, different um yeah like who made it, but does it have a similar vibe to like wreck? Because you say it's like um found no. like found footage. Okay, no. no, that's fair, that's fair. Okay, no, yeah, no, I'll, I'll give it a watch tonight. I think you I think you need to see it and I'll be interested to hear what you've got to say about it. It's pity Dan's not in there. It's his pick. Um hmm. and you've seen it, you and haven't you? I haven't, no. I'm you have. So I really, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just talking about Dan's hot pick, and there's nothing I can say because <laughs> I will ruin it for you. Well, no, we should. I think we re- I will totally it. ruin. Yeah, I, I think we should. Next, um, next podcast. I've spoke about it on this podcast before, um, but it's. I can't really say anything now. So I think, yeah, we do it. Um, Dan's next hot pick is Cold Prey. From 2006, Norwegian film. Um, I don't, I don't really know what that is. Um, he did send me a link for Internet Plus, so I can nice. forward that on to you nice. if, if you need it. Um, Great service. <laughs> really look after their customers as well. <laughs> so you know, we're all on it. It's, it's, it's a virtually a worldwide thing that we can all use and, and share. Yeah. yeah. 
So no subscriber fees as well. No, no, no subscriber <laughs> fees. And you can have as many people on one account as possible. It's just a Take way. the hint, Netflix. Take the hint. It's <laughs> <laughs> the way forward. Thank you, Dan. So let's move on to what we've been watching this week. What have you been watching? No, seriously. What have you been watching? I will start. Okay. So I've been using my kind of VPN and, and, and Tubi. And a film that kept popping up on things you might like to watch, which Tubi does for you, and it's all free, was Evil Bong. <laughs> <laughs> I love the title. Oh, I can already guess what's going to happen. Yeah, no, I know. So it's got... It's got um, Shaggy. What's his, what's his name? <laughs> Shaggy, Scooby Doo, and it's the got Chong, Joe, Cheech, Joe Cheech and Chong. You heard of those mm-hmm. movies? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, up in smoke. So it's got Chong's in it. Tommy Chong. Um, basically, it's a film about a, a some lad. There's a guy. He's quite intelligent, and in that he needs to uh, rent a room somewhere. So he replies to an advert and uh, rents kind of a space in a flat with these two or three stoners. One of them, mm. a bit of a gym freak. They're all stoners, and they bought this bong online. Um, <laughs> so they bought this giant bong. It comes in a massive box. Um, so every time they take a hit off the bong, a face kind of appears in it, and it. After a while, yeah, was I think it's the first. Maybe it's the first time they take a hit of a bong. They go into this dream world like thing where they're like half dead, half, you know, and it's just mental. And the thing is, I started watching it, and there's like eight or nine films of this, and then there's oh, wow. even one called. <laughs> Right, and there's even ones where it crosses over where it's like Gingerbread Man versus Evil Bong and stuff. There's just loads of, <laughs> loads of these films on TV. So I'm going to start attacking these over the next few weeks and, and talking mm. about them on a regular basis. But they are very silly. They're quite funny, actually. As a Chong, you know, you, you ever see Tommy Chong in a film, he's mm. very, very funny. And and the, the guys are funny and, and what they get up to and how disgusting they are, really. And uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I don't know. I'm surprised you haven't seen it, Larry. I thought maybe just sounds like my uni. It just sounds like my uni experience. That's, yeah, that's yeah. What, that's what I was thinking as well. It just sounds like a lot of people I went to uni with who are yeah. clearly like stoned off their tits and they're just writing a screenplay. It, the funny uh-huh. thing is, that- not me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no. it's, it's just it's just a lot of fun. And I, I was sat there watching it, thinking this is madness. But yeah, it's it's a comedy. It's no real mm. horror, horror elements to it. Um, it sounds good to an evil bong, mm. an evil bong two and three, and they've all got ah, oh, mate. So I'll, I'll talk about the next one next. You know, next I love I love the idea that there are nearly the same amount of films in that franchise <laughs> as <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> I, there are. There, there probably maybe one or two, but there's spin-offs as well with Gingerbread Man versus Evil Bong. Um, it's. Just think of the, just just think of the gingerbread man in, in Shrek. Just yeah, yeah, it's like that. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'll talk about that. So I, I would recommend <laughs> Evil Bong to be free. It's good, good shit. Um, started Ash versus Evil Dead series one episode one. Finished that this week. Love that the way it just just draws you back in. But mm. it is like 
I'm not sure if Medieval or Army of Darkness ever actually happened in in those films. Well, I, th- I, know... I think I think they did. I think like when because before it came out, I know that um, I don't know if it was Bruce Campbell, but I know that one of the producers was talking about how the alternative ending for Army of Darkness was almost the inspiration to start Ash. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. But yeah, there is a. I think there's a 4K box set out at the moment. And I was looking at it. It's quite a lot of money, 70 or 80 pounds. Mm. And it had the first film and the second film and then all three series, but no Army of Darkness. And I didn't oh, wow. know why that was. It was just kind of strange, maybe, isn't it? Maybe they've, um, yeah, maybe, maybe they've, they've licensed decided. Well, yeah, because it's owned. It might be a thing just of the companies that own it. Maybe with Ash versus the Evil Dead releasing the box set, they're not allowed to include that film because of the oh. rights. Yeah, that, that's why it's seen. But I would have loved that. What a box set that would have been. There was loads of pullouts, and it was quite a lot. And I, I'd probably buy it, but it didn't have that third one. So, mm. so I watched that. Lots of fun, great kills, head explosions. You know, it, it's just it is great. Just draws you straight back into what I love about. Ash, really, mm. him as an actor. That's why. That's why I watch it. It's because of him. Um, yeah, if it didn't have him, I don't think it would be nearly as no. And on, the, on a, what it's done now. On another note, the game. I'm, I'm. 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 It's hard. I'm finding that really hard to play at the moment. Even like there's like a little campaign mode where you can unlock things, and I'm struggling mm. with that. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'll get one of the kids to do it for me or something. But mm. um, to open up all the extra characters to play online. You can do some of the campaign bits and pieces, but it's really hard. It looks looks amazing. Yeah. The game itself, graphically, it looks looks amazing. Um, okay. HP Lovecraft at the Mountains of Madness. So I've been listening to that on Audible, which is amazing. And when I was listening to it, because I don't know if it, it might be my first time I've listened to it, and I've read it and probably not got as much information as I should have done. But it, it, literally, I was thinking, this is the fog. Um, not the fog. The um, the thing. The thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking it's the thing, and then it takes that little turn where they find that the, you know, on the plane they find the old buildings in the they're in the sky, aren't they? Or in the mountains? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So that takes a different, totally different turn. So, but I, I can I can see why. Influence the thing, if I could say that. I know you got views on it, Larry. Um, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's my favorite. Um, I really love H.P. Lovecraft's work because of the like fear of the unknown, and I've always that's kind of inspired a lot of stuff that I write. Um, yeah. But Mountains of Madness is my favorite that he's done. Um, and John Carpenter, I think, as we were discussing it, um, just a bit ago. Um, John Carpenter, I think, made the thing because it's the premise, really, but it's made more, um, I guess you could say, like without the big blockbuster s sort of scale and um, yeah, 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 you know, effects. And I and I think that the thing um, is so good because of that. But as we said, um, we all were saying that we um, there's talk of Gilmo del Toro. Because that's his passion project. Um, That'd be amazing. Because because uh, a lot of Guillermo del Toro's work in Pan's Labyrinth and even in Hellboy is very much inspired by Lovecraft's work of the you know the fear of the unknown and 
you know dimensions and stuff that we just couldn't fathom so i'm hoping if that's true i'm hoping he does it because i think he could do a really good job of it but yeah so, yeah. so i'm listening yeah. to that on the audible kind of lovecraft collection which is about 30 no 52 hours long so i'm making my way through it i would highly recommend that to anyone because you talk you know like me i work on my own a lot stick my headphones in listen to lovecraft it's amazing so that if, if you've got that kind of job get it on um definitely mm. worth a fiver or whatever it was it wasn't a lot and i think that's pretty much it for me um i've been listening to there's a new tarantino podcast that is really really interesting called video archives what i didn't realize it's really good but what i didn't realize that he's kind of brought up there's a couple of well apparently he owned his own video store like with his friend um they're both directors and things or writers um and and they both own that and uh you know yeah they both they both owned that and then they knew everything about films and then later on there was a few like video stores that they really liked that shut down and they bought their whole collections and things and they're they're making their way through some of those movies and it's i can't remember what the first one was um it'll come to me in a minute but i think this one's based on two or three you know videos at the time and it's really really good really interesting good hour and a half long maybe a bit longer Mm. um yeah video archives so both of those guys are really interesting anyway and i had that from podcast for a little bit other than the usual ones but i'm always searching for new podcasts and they're kind of hard to to come by movie review ones anyway um but yeah well worth a a visit so video archives you'll find it straight away wish i could remember what the uh, what the uh movie was i think it was a horror because it's a lot Ooh. of horror and exploitation movies and things like that that they're interested in. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I've done this week. So I've rattled on enough. So nice. Ewan or Larry? So it's up uh, to you, I, Ewan. Dan, yeah, you Dan's on. Copenhagen, oh, congrats England on football God. Love horror and out. So thank you, Dan. Yes. Um, I know he's probably we salute you, Dan. at the moment. So uh, well done, Dan. <laughs> Um, yeah, and Dan's hot pick is cold prey next week, so uh, hopefully, he'll be back on again. The, f- the fifth boner, so Larry. Um, okay, so it was mentioned um earlier by Ewan. Um, I asked Rhea if she had seen Lord of the Rings, and she was like, I've yeah. seen them ages ago, and I was like, Right, but here's the big question I was like, Have you seen the, the extended the, the correct versions? <laughs> Um, and she was like, no, no. So we've watched The Fellowship and The Two Towers, and we still have to watch... Um, Is this your um, wife? or My wife. It's my imaginary friend. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we are... And, and look, I, I'm, Ewan knows this. Um, I... I you know, same way I know Ewan does as well. Um, they're the, not only are the books amazing, but the the films are fantastic, and they are they are amazing and similar to the Evil Dead. As I said, if you're watching Lord of the Rings and it's not extended, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Just I've got watch, have watch. extended. I've I've got the yeah. extended. They, they're so they're so good. I remember reading it when I was about ten. One of the mm. when I got that book. 
I was oh my god, the size. I think it was the Hobbit I read first, mm. um, and then I read the Lord of the Rings and just humongous books for for a ten year old. Yeah. Mm. They're great. They're great and, though, and I, with long words in as well. Long words. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the extended editions just go into the not only just the lore but scenes that I think are very crucial. And obviously, yes, it's entertaining, but they are they're just some um, they're, they're they're great films, and can rewatch them whenever. Um, you know, they're, they're they're perfect. So we've still got one more to go. Uh, Return of the King. Um, what, but yeah, what do you think of the hobbits then? I because I don't mind them. I don't mind. Just them. I just my only quarrel with it is that I wish that Peter Jackson just made one film, but yeah, made made it you know release it in cinema, the cut down, and then release a like almost mega extended cut of like you know this is the Hobbit, it, you know maybe like four hours or whatever. But I don't. I think that. After the success of Lord of the Rings, I think that the company probably looked at it and went, oh, you're going to, you know, you're doing The Hobbit. And they were like, we want the same success that you did with Lord of the Rings. And, and it's, I think it's a I, shame. It's yeah, a shame because... And, and I think it was originally meant to be two movies. And I and I feel you can actually see that as you're... Mm-hmm. As you're I, keep in mind, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the Hobbit movies. I know a lot of people yeah. aren't, and I, and I understand. I do understand. They're not why. bad. They're not bad. Yeah, yeah. It's just they're not um, as it's good just my, as... Yeah, but, but I, I will admit that the it it would have been much better, and I, I feel like it would have been more universally acclaimed if it, if it were just two movies, or as you say... Yeah. One movie would have would have told the story yeah. um, in a fine way. I like the dragon. Way. I thought that was good. Well, yeah, but yeah. This, this and I, and happily, I will say, like they're not they're not bad. Like I think Benedict Cumberbatch, who 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 plays the dragon, but also he plays Sauron, mm. and I think he does a great job. I think the actor Martin Freeman, who plays Bilbo and the returning yeah. cast, they're all great. And you know, I know a lot of people go like, "Oh, there's not as much practical effects," but there are still practical effects which are great. Um, I just think that, sadly, I think that if it was done and it was, as we just said, two movies, part one, part two sort of thing, or one big movie or whatever, I just think it would have benefited more. Whereas you can really tell by the third film, it's like, can we just can we just get there a bit quicker? It's a big book. It is a large book, though. I always found, yeah, I always found the Hobbit wasn't a large book. I always found the Hobbit was like the Hobbit was yeah, it's a it's a very small yeah because they they, a lot longer when I was a child. Yeah, because they they the Battle Battle of Five Armies is added on. Well, it's it's there, but it's not. It's it's not. Yeah, yeah, Um, it's nowhere near as big as what it is in the films for the first Um, film. But they they like put in elements essentially from like the Tolkien. Uh, appendices or the, like the history that he wrote about him so he embraced all the things like where Gandalf went that that's not in the in the book but they they okay. managed to ascertain from what yeah. Tolkien wrote about it um, around it um which I which again which I which I quite liked but it's uh, but I can understand I mean I remember Cabby saying this to me um so I just don't just don't understand why they put three movies out of a little tiny book and I was like mm. yeah Fair enough. I, I I like it, but fair, you know. It's 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 enjoyable and definitely like you know we we own the extendeds of them as well because again if you're gonna watch them watch them mm. the way you know the similar with the Lord of the Rings, um, but yeah and then speeding for a bit um watched Alien and Alien One Predator um because I'm 
excited for the new Predator that's coming out. When's this that out? Fri- this Friday on Disney. Well, Plus. I've got Disney at the moment, so yeah. So this Friday it's coming out, it'll be out okay. for the fifth fifth so, of August. So we can I'm talk about that next weekend, I expect. So um, I'll probably probably. And do then that. this wasn't one I watched, but to give a bit of a prelude, uh, we have obviously for the podcast we have our group chat and Kev had put it uh, by email as well. Sorry, and Kev had put in about hp lovecraft at the mountains of madness and i actually thought first he was referring to a film that had come out in 2021 and was a very low budget it. film oh, I'll go, go on, on, go on. vimeo vimeo is it HP... free uh yeah well i i watched it in 2021 uh so i don't i hope it is free because Guys, if it ain't free, you're uh, you're gonna face a copyright thing, I think, because <laughs> you can't use the monster from Cloverfield uh, oh, and wow. cu- and cut it out and put it in your film if it's not free. So uh, I, really I can't wait it. to see this. This but, sounds amazing. Look, it, the, the only thing I'm gonna say is, is like the at the Mountains of Madness, as we've talked about, is such a big scale film and yes you can do it small scale but you you have to like john carpenter take the liberty of you know he combined the um the thing from outer space with the concept of at the mountains of madness which is is almost genius but very clever but he also had this thing called a budget (laughs) so the issue is is that i understand that it's a film and it pro and i don't think it's actually paid i think you just go on vimeo and watch it so because that's where I watched it. Because I, um... oh, I need to watch it. It sounds amazing. It's I, also, I think... <laughs> also isn't the thing. I mean, I, I, John Carpenter made movies which were on a relatively low budget for the main. But the thing, hmm. he upped his budget considerably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope, yeah, but that's the th- and that's the thing. Like you can tell that you know that's it's hard to without waffling on but i i can fully understand these mates making this film and it probably was like you know we we love this we love the story we just want to make it but you i don't know you just i don't <laughs> want to sound mean because but it's just like i don't know if you're gonna watch it just watch for yourself i mean i i showed um ria the trailer for it because again bef- before coming on, i was like you know this this trailer i think this is what's going to be mentioned and Rhea immediately was like, "Why is the snow a green like green screened on really badly?" <laughs> and 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 it was it was there was a shot in it which I can which is why I brought it up a minute ago. There was a shot in the trailer where it's the shot in Cloverfield where you know when he before the guy with the camera gets eaten and it hovers mm-hmm. over him. Yeah. And what they've done is they've just cut around it and Ooh. put their background. And it's like, you can't <laughs> do that. It's like, it's, I get it. If it's free, it and next, you're like, next just, week's main feature. This. It, 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 it's like, it's like, I get it. If you're making it, you just want to make it for entertainment and fair play to them. Because, you know, I say, I think we've said this before on, on the podcast. If you make a film, Fair play, regardless if it's good or bad, you made it. And a lot of people don't even get to that stage. They stare at a screen and say, I'm going to, and they never do. So fair play. But you're like, yeah, just, I don't know. It's just, that, we, know. We, said it, uh, we said it earlier. You should have had it in the fucking oven for maybe another eight years. I, rather just, than... I, I also feel like just doing that yeah just that's like, me just 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 like like you know as you i i, I keep my i haven't seen this so it's probably bad for me to pass judgment in this way but if, if what you're saying is true that they cut it and pasted the cloverfield monster mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's just things like that it just shows a complete lack of 
uh, one imagination but also motivation where you're just like okay yeah. we're, we're not imaginative enough to think of an alternative nor can we be bothered enough to think of an alternative to this like mm -hmm. even if it's like i don't know a jaws like way of just like not yeah. showing the monster and having it like do it around you well again i haven't read the app the amount of some others i don't know if that happens but no. still just uh it it, ag it's, it does aggravate me. Well, well like I'll, I'll put the I'll put the trailer in the in the group chat, so like you know, can, can watch. Yeah. But all I would yeah. say is like they they have like other clips in it, which you can tell. Which look, this is not a crime. And when you when you don't have a budget, yeah, I completely get this. When you're going onto like YouTube and you want a creature in your film, and you you don't do modeling on your computer and you go on to free green screen effects and you know it's not going to look the best but you put them in and they are in the film but i can forgive that more and say oh well, fuck okay, right it? how long oh, it's, is a, it? it's a it's a feature it's a feature it's like an hour hour yeah. and 20 minutes um but film just when that film should be about three hours long well it's just it's just it's just for me when when doing that side of it of going you know we can't afford to make these so we're gonna you know go on to some free sites take some green screens of monsters put them in it's like fine whatever you know it's it's all for fun and they probably enjoyed making it which is the main thing but i draw the line when you take a clip from cloverfield and almost go like whoa look at our monster it's like no i can look <laughs> at cloverfield's monster that you've just darkened it and cut the background and added shit snow effects over the top it's like <laughs> that and it's that <laughs> thing of what we were saying about rushed like i mm. if someone's going whoever's gonna do it if you're gonna make at the mountains of madness i hate to break it to you you need a budget you need time and similar to how john carpenter did it if you're not going to do an actual adaptation yes. of that story you've got to figure out a way it. that you can you yeah. can do it as a new concept you can't just go i'll steal from cloverfield you know it's a massive world isn't it you it, i i don't understand you can think it's even possible without a massive budget i just no. don't understand to do it justice it's going to need a massive budget well, because um, and, and um, another thing as well, another thing as well, really quickly, just as my as a last note, but like um, a lot of people give shit on Prometheus, which look, I'm not saying it's a perfect film, but Prometheus like is Prometheus is very much a different adaptation of At the Mountains of Madness. It very much is in a very different way, but it is still the same kind of concept of you know travelers investigating new heights and finding out these weird secrets of what is lies in the mountain um but again it has a budget to do it you can't just go <laughs> yeah i'll just leave it there just you know good good effort good effort good effort, good effort. you made a film thumbs up Don't i'm gonna watch it tonight i think i think i'm gonna go in there tonight and watch it. yeah I'll, I'll send you like i said i'll send you the trailer because in on the trailer yeah. they have a link to it um it was done in 2021 and i actually can't i think i ended up watching it just because um i was searching uh hp lovecraft different novels i think it was well, I can't around believe that's your of... favorite because it's it's one of mine so no yeah no it's, it's been my favorite since um since uni like i i i've hp lovecraft as much as i might disagree with the person <laughs> uh i love his literature what, what, and... what's he done uh, how do we say this on this podcast I, I, he, without getting he, blocked? <laughs> yeah, he, he had a cat. 
<laughs> he had a cat and uh, <laughs> no, well, no, it's it's getting there. No, it's, he had a cat and it was named very much something uh, I can't yeah. say on the podcast. Yeah, well, wasn't he basically like a, a sort of a white supremacist? White supremacist yeah, he 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 definitely had racist tendencies, if not maybe going out there to say what's that guy doing? Was... was his cat racist? No, his. <laughs> He had. Let me look. Everyone can get it. Not, from I'm not having cat. no, not racist. <laughs> no, let me put it this way: in a simple form, without saying, without we're saying as little as I can to for people to catch. He, looked, he had. Yeah, he had on. a black. He had a black cat. Okay. Which he named a oh. certain thing. Which, yeah, he wasn't. And this is the thing: I do not agree with that concept this in any way, shape, or form. But his literature. Yeah, his literature. And how he wrote horror yeah. and his stories was essentially the fear of the unknown, which okay. I think, you know, yeah. as a horror concept, that to me has always been my favorite kind of concept. That so fear had a of very, not knowing. A very old fashioned view on certain things. Yeah. But yeah. It, was also, it was also interesting. I, I should point out that um, it's been cancelled now, but there was a series called Lovecraft County. County. Yeah. Oh, Lovecraft um, County. See that. Yeah. Which, uh, which is quite. Um, interesting because it's like sort of following in the footsteps of jordan peele they sort Mm. of take a horror from a very sort of um sort of political political and racial angle where they set it i think it's in the 40s or 50s set in this very sort of like prejudicial time but it's a very sort of subversive in a way because it's taking lovecraftian elements but also Mm. with this racial angle it's it's almost like okay we'll take we'll take from the stories from lovecraft but we'll also criticize him as well yeah yeah which and and and, and it was such a shame because it was like as you said it was cancelled which mm, i i actually i actually really did like the first season and it had the actor who is in marvel films now who plays yeah uh, jonathan, going, jonathan majors isn't it yeah, yeah. who's going to play kang and has played he who remains you know in marvel so and it was a shame if you haven't seen it i recommend watch the first season because it's actually pretty decent but yeah that's everything for me brilliant you in yeah so as i said um at the top of the show i've been sort of rewatching um some i've been mainly rewatching films that i really really liked the first time i watched them um to see if they uh stack up and see if i can put them in my top 10 list so i watched um uh first reformed again which is uh a paul schrader movie from 2017 uh first reformed um it's an interesting one because uh i mean most people know paul schrader from uh writing with uh, Martin Scorsese. So he wrote uh, Taxi Driver and Raging yeah. Bull and uh, Last Temptation of Christ as well. Um, and he's directed his own films as well. Um, and he tends to have a very kind of existential um, outlook on life and his work. So everything, so most things are about death and existence and the philosophy of that and, and stuff like that. And First Reformed, I think it might be my favorite thing that he's ever done um it's actually very very like taxi driver um it's about a a priest of this very small church um somewhere in america played by um, ethan hawk um who it's a bit he starts writing a diary and he starts writing his thoughts and you sort of realize he has very uh, he has a very low opinion of himself and he's not sure about what he's doing and then he suddenly um talks to this guy who's really who's in a, like a heavy state of dis- despair. And then it transpires that the reason he's in despair is because he's a, a sort of um, a global warming activist. Um, and 
he's in despair because he realizes by 2050 the world will essentially be over that's that's how he that's how he perceives it and he's got all these charts and stuff and then you realize all of this go uh, he has like a 10 minute dialogue it's quite a long dialogue scene between him uh, between the two of them and you start to realize that the priest is suddenly absorbing all this information and suddenly realizing yeah that's that that could very well happen and it's all about the sort of like um the sort of the poles of like hope and despair and how we sort of go between them very often. Um, and as the film continues, you realize that he is, that the priest is going further and further into despair until it goes into quite a taxi driver like ending um, or, or, or quite, quite in, in that, in that vein. And you sort of look at the things around him and it's sort of like his church is very small and he, he has help as sort of like financial help from an even bigger church, like down the road. And it's a, it's a really, it's a really upsetting. I mean, I'm not religious at all, or I'm a massive atheist and I don't really agree with religion in any way, but it's really, um, it's really very, upsetting. Very religious podcast this <laughs> yeah 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 but it's um it's really upsetting when you compare like this this priest who comes from this really small church like it's like really out of the way you can't see it and then he enters this massive place where there's like a television at, at like massive television sh showing everything and it's like pews for about a thousand people and it's like you know swimming in wealth whereas he's like barely making it through i i it's it's a really um it's a really beautiful film um shot in um one three three aspect ratio which i think is the same as lighthouse i'm not entirely sure um i think lighthouse might have been slightly more compact but it's sort of um uh it's it's a really interesting film and, and quite spiritual and i have noticed that with my a lot of my favorite films that i've put on the list it tends to be a sort of common thing of um dreams death and religion <laughs> those tend to be the three um common factors um which is probably why my next film, which is Portrait of a Lady on Fire, didn't quite make the cut. Um, again, very good film made by uh, Celine Schiamar, who's a French filmmaker um, who also did things like um, Petit Maman and Tomboy. She's very much a <coughs> sort of French indie director. Um, and this film kind of broke her through in terms of like the global stage. And it's a, it's a period drama. Um, it's about this... Um, painter who's assigned this to, to paint this woman's portrait um because uh and this portrait would be sent off to a man in italy um in order for her to be married to this man so that he knows what he's going in for um and it and this sprouts into a romance between the painter and the woman and it's a really lovely romance story and quite evocative um and it's very much about how like uh, uh sort of the difference between how men perceive women and how women perceive women and i've and, and, and that's really interesting as well it's 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 also a very sexy film i you know i i have i have to admit that it's just it just is um <laughs> but it's also it's really i mean i mean um characters talking about art in a really profound way is like it is so sort of lovely to me especially when, when it's when it's when it's good sometimes I thought you were gonna say sexy i thought you were gonna no no no, no, like, no, no. characters I mean, talking sure, like that is so sure. it's so if sexy. i had a kick that would be that would be part of it um, <laughs> what's your kick talk about the outfits <laughs> yeah, about, yeah, yeah. um but it's but i i really like because also the cinematography is just incredible i mean you have you, 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 uh, almost almost by obligation if you're going to make a film about art and artists you have to make sure the cinematography is good and thankfully yeah. it is and sexy um, 
and sexy. It's very as sexy. Ke- as Kevin said, and sexy. Yeah. Um, but it's really good, and I and I and, and I recommend. This is it. a sexy um, podcast tonight. It's really sexy. <laughs> well, so, we got to calm down these levels of sex, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to reduce the tension. Um, oh, too no. sexy. We got to release the tension. <laughs> um. Uh, so yeah, moving on from from the sex. Um, <laughs> uh, um, I also watched um, Ikaru, which I which I have um, put into my top ten, which okay. is a Akira Kurosawa film from 1952. Um, it's it's really it's a really good again uh, as I said from the start. It's like, either has to be death, dreams, or religion, and this one's very much focused on death. It's a it's a very simple story actually. It's a it's about a person. A man who's diagnosed with cancer and he um he sort of goes over his life and he realizes that much of it wasn't living at all because he's lives in the, he sort of works in this very bureaucratic office where he's like the chief and he's like he it's a government building and he sort of like okays certain things to go through and there's this one thing that comes across is like uh, the building of a playground um and he doesn't he like forwards it to uh, like the parks and recreation department or who forward it to like sewage who forward it to everyone everywhere else and before long like people have forgotten about it and it's not nothing's done at all and and after he gets his diagnosis he suddenly needs a new lease of life and he sort of pours it into that playground and it's a really it's a really poignant film and it, it it is one that really kind of like stays with you for a long time it's one of those and it's funny because I, I actually wonder if um because obviously the trope of characters getting cancer is pretty much ubiquitous now it's it's pretty much everywhere mm. in, in films but i wonder if it was as common in the 50s um not, not in terms of like did everyone get cancer but in terms of like that being used as a um as a trope um and i i doubt i doubt hollywood used it at the time which is why it's sort of um it feels so I mean, it feels quite present, you know, obviously, but it's sort of, um, it's it's it, it, it's a it's a beautiful film, and, and just in touch, just from the very and it, it does this sort of twist, not in terms of like, like like how we usually use the word twist, but in terms of like how Karasura, um structures the narrative. He does this thing in the third act, which um, is very very risky in terms of the narrative, but it it works so well and. I recommend for people who haven't seen it do and then it's also one of those films that's filmed so incredibly well that anything you watch after it is just like doesn't you, live you up want... to it. yeah exactly you, i mean I, I think i think after that i watched gilmore girls to sort of like calm mm. myself down and you just you're just like why are they not filming it in like pristine yeah. black and white and just like from like so so many angles because obviously it's, you know it's messaging crazy. to the gilmore girls why didn't you <laughs> yeah, film it why? this way why you did you film it like a guru uh, um yeah, so that that will be going on my top top ten. Um, I'm not sure about my next one, which I watched, which was initially on the list. Um, I I rewatched um, Life of Brian last night, um, oh, great. which is an amazing, obviously an amazing film, and probably the funniest ever made. But I've watched it so many times that I still laugh at everything, but I can't treat it like a film anymore because Ooh. I sort of because when I was younger, when I was about ten or eleven. I just watch it over and over again to the point where a scene would finish and I'd rewind the scene and then just, just mm-hmm. so I had it in my head and I memorized pretty much every scene. Mm-hmm. And when I watch it now, again, 
the scenes are brilliant and they're mm. inspiring and you know some jokes are dated which is understandable because it was made in 1977 but it was but it's still really really funny and again part of part of the the, the sort of the, the triad of my list is is religion and i think it scrutinizes religion so wonderfully have, and have you um have you on youtube you can see it on youtube but um if you haven't seen it i would highly recommend it where john cleese and uh um Oh, I forget Michael his Palin. name. Michael Palin talked to the uh, is it the Catholic Church about yeah. how yeah, they so basically have a debate on on a talk show of yeah is the life of Brian like insulting to the Catholic Church and it's just amazing. It's, it, again, that I, yes, I, I would recommend that to most people. And it's uh, I think Malcolm Malcolm Overage, who was quite a, a sort of Christian journalist and. It's funny as well because you know they're they're almost like the worst spokespeople because because there are there are plenty of religious people who speak very eloquently about their faith and very intelligently about their faith, but with the, in this case, people who it, there are lots of Christians I, I I'm sure who liked Life of Brian. I mean, my grandparents excluded, but but they but it's um it's it it, it, it I mean that that interview is so, so interesting because you can see that. The that the the Christian people who they interviewed are just so angry, and they haven't even watched the film. They just know mm -hmm. they just know what's what what's around the film. They perceive it to be taking the piss out of the life of Jesus, which it isn't. There are aspects no. of that, but it's but it's it's very much about Brian. That's that's the joke, really. Is that this mm. isn't about the life of Jesus? This is about the life mm. of Brian, who yeah. is like born at the same time as Jesus, but just uh, just around. And it's more, you know, it it does take stabs at religion, like um like like the way that a lot of um especially at that time religious people would just just like latch on to anything without evidence or a lot, a lot of things without evidence. And there's that amazing scene, one of my favorite scenes in cinema where um where brian is being sort of crowded by these people who think he's the next messiah mm -hmm. and um and <laughs> and he manages to escape them and he and he goes he's gone he's been taken up and it's, it's like, <laughs> oh no there he is there he is <laughs> and it's just it's just again it kind of stabs that thing it's like if if you look closer you can see that um evidence is there and something to disprove it is there obviously i'm not having a go at sort of um at any of that now. no but no I think, no but i think i think the argument is is solid and i think um it's a brilliant it's well, a brilliant film to demonstrate me, that me, meaning of life did a similar thing which i i that's my personal favorite out mm. of their films because i actually prefer their um their tv like shorts mm. comedy yeah. sketches but yeah meaning of life was was my favorite and i'm surprised that people didn't have kind of the same sort of outrage to it because yeah. that kind of covers not only religion but it covers like you know aspects of life ideals of life and and a big one which is where you know life after death sort of thing so i feel I also, like i also think there are more scenes in meaning of life that um <laughs> I, obviously i still find it funny but there yeah. are more scenes in meaning of life that that disgust me more and for better yeah. reasons than in yeah. life of brian i mean being sick yeah i love that one it's like everywhere <laughs> would you like another minute he's like go uh, <laughs> what do you want <laughs> off the menu i loved a lot <laughs> <laughs> when he enters <laughs> it's just like <laughs> he's like bucket bucket better get a bucket i'm gonna better throw get up. a bucket throw <laughs> yeah. up uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just yeah it's 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 great and i, th I think terry gilliam got a like a best director from can for that film, what what it's meaning great. of life yeah meaning of life uh, yeah, yeah. What, my favorite sketch from meaning of life which i think deep down um 
which I might have spoken to about this with you, Ewan, in uh, uni. But um, one of my favorite sketches from Meaning of Life is the when death shows up, yeah, and, and then it's like, it's like it's like it's like how did we all die? And it's like the fish. Sam- oh no, no, yeah, that's yeah, it. No, yeah. Salmon moose. That's it. The salmon moose is like I didn't have the salmon. Moose. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But that in itself could be a great horror film if it was yeah, done yeah. seriously. So it's yeah. one of my favorite sketches, but one of also, also concepts. But I mean, there, there were things as well, like like having and having sex in front of the class, which is yeah. really funny. But it's so like, but the one which I almost even like, even as we're doing this podcast, you know, f- where we watch films which are you know full of gore, blood, guts, whatever, I still recoil um, at the scene and meaning of life where they're taking his liver. The liver. Can we have but your liver? liver- yeah, can we have your liver? No, when well, I'm using it. Well, you signed up to the organization, yeah. so <laughs> and they just yeah. stab him, and it's it's a it's a yeah. horrific. Scene. Again, very funny. Have, but it's have like, you oh. um have you ever seen uh Tom Thompson Thompson? Oh, I can't even say Tompkinson's School Days. No, Michael no. Palin. Okay. Oh, I've heard please, of it. Sorry, yes, I have. Heard please it, yeah. watch it for the next podcast because there, my, me and my dad, we cry with laughter at one bit, and it's it's the claw, right? They is yeah. I, I don't want to say anything. Just there's there's not a lot of episodes. I think there's like five in total, which are all half an hour, forty five minutes, and you can mm-hmm. access you can access them on the internet plus. But yeah. please just watch it. There, if you like Monty Python, Michael Palin did something there, which. Me and Dad, whenever it's like, should we watch a? Oh no, sorry, sorry, it's it's ripping yarns. That's ripping the yarns. Yeah, se- yeah, ripping yeah, that's yarns is the series, but Tom's Tomkinson's School Days is the first episode. But right, yeah, please watch it because whenever, no matter what time of day it is, if that gets brought up, it's like, yeah, whack it on, and it's yeah. so funny because I've been I've been tricked because I because obviously I'm sort of intrigued by you know what the other Pythons did. I mean, obviously John Cleese. After Python, he did Faulty Towers, um, mm. which again is one of the best sitcoms yeah, it's ever made. Fantastic. And then Gilliam became, you know, a, a decent filmmaker in his own right. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen much of, his, much of his films actually. I haven't seen Brazil or um, I saw, saw Twelve Monkeys. That was that was quite. It's quite interesting with this film. It's quite quite interesting with this films because there's it's such sensory overload that you t- it's always like so like um, overpowering. But um, but he he did the animations for most of Python, so that's understandable. Um, but also, yeah. I've been, I've been um, playing more of Stray, which is that um, game with a cat. Um, yeah. Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's gotten, it's gotten really interesting, actually. When I was playing it, I thought it was almost like a, a short game that was in like a, a pathway towards something bigger, much like Portal was the Portal Two. But you're sort of. Um, it, it becomes really weird, which I really like. It, it literally becomes. There's a scene. There's a scene where you're you're going through this like uh, this like metal door, and you go through this uh, sort of cavernous room, and the walls are like massive eyeballs, mm. like massive eyeballs that follow you around the room, like some sort of like if like Salvador Dali met David Cronenberg in a kind of body horror-esque way. And I was like, this is completely unexpected. It was It's already set in a sort of cyberpunk world, but mm. I thought it would be more like, I don't know, more relaxing. But it turns out to be much more twisted than I expect. I would say twisted, just a bit more sort of horrific than I than mm. I, I expected, um, which, I, which I'm really enjoying. I, I didn't realize it would like be I'm this surprising. Um, yeah, but no, it's really, it's, 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 it's worth getting. It's good. I um 
this has been sorry this has been a thought on my head just as you've been speaking don't ask me why but kev if ever in future we end up in a stranger things scenario where we have to go to the upside down yeah. um we go to yours and we we play the guitar on top of wherever you're in because <laughs> your guitar will be in the upside down just any months and up <laughs> i just see i just caught it caught caught eye of it was like he's got which guitar one pinned up the, oh the, the one yeah the, the yeah. yeah 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 just uh, sorry it just reminded me of stranger things for any uh audio <laughs> listeners yeah there's a guitar up on uh kev's wall which is yeah, uh very reminiscent of hanging up on my wall there with uh with jason's mask hang hung off it so, uh, <laughs> wear yeah. the mask as you play just <laughs> oh, love, to. love to it's getting very dark in my office um mm. Are we, are we done? Are we? Are we got anything else? To, uh... Are you done, Ewan? Are you done yet, Ewan? <laughs> it's, a great, it's, it's, a great, it's a great way to break up with someone. That yeah. <laughs> are, are you we done, done, Ewan? A, a question done? mark. Was, are we done? <laughs> Is this it? Are we done? <laughs> Fuck it, go on then. That's We're done. Great episode. You're done. <laughs> uh, really, really good. Don't know what you're missing, Jess. Um, <laughs> so next week we're back with our episode eighty-nine. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child, is it? Yeah. It's, it's so dark and marvelous now, I can't see anything. So The, the Dream Child. Um, we've got Dan Top Pick of Cold Prey, Cold Prey from uh, Norway, 2006. Like I say, you want to follow us on Twitter, it's the Bones Horror Pod. We nearly have a thousand. I think we're about three or four off. Thousand followers. Um, YouTube account, obviously bones horror podcast i think that's just gone over a hundred which is quite big for us really the last couple of months have been huge um so get following us on there uh and we don't talk about facebook so instagram is the bones horror pod email us at the bones horror pod at gmail.com i think that's about it really um and i'm looking forward to next week i think we are doing next week are we all available uh i probably won't be because i'll probably be in wales i think Wales, How long are you going for? <laughs> I think about a week, actually. It's, it's a week in Wales? Proper holiday, yeah. Are you oh, going wow. North Wales? You're going to be going to South, South Wales, are you? I think it is somewhere in North Wales. I mean, I, yeah. I think I, I think people going on I, I was trying to describe this to someone the other day, yeah. and the only thing I can come up with was that it was near a castle, <laughs> which is nice. which is a lot nice. of places in Wales. <laughs> yeah. That narrows yeah. it down. My brother lives in Wales. He lives in Swansea, which is which is uh, not the most pleasant if, place on the planet. See if, see if uh, you're going near the uh, smallest house. I believe oh, it's in the, the UK. World. No, in the oh, UK, yeah. there's it, there's a because obviously um, my grandma used to have uh, like a caravan sort of thing in Wales, and right. uh, it's near like this amazing waterfall and like really lovely area uh, right next to like a beach. But you go like the the harbour and there's the the uk is one of the one of at least the uk's smallest house which um it's it's like more of a tour thing now i don't think you can act it's not lived in you can mm. but if you're near there see if you're near there it's baffling yeah, that someone actually lived in it because i'd hate it <laughs> there you go <laughs> are you saying you and small or what are you <laughs> i mean that, yes. that would be true <laughs> that's exactly what i was trying to get you are small i'm six five so how's that gonna affect you're me six foot five more? kev jesus yeah. I'll, be, I'll be very short compared to you i'm at least a foot shorter or about are a foot you? Shorter. yeah so I'm my wife five, is six. as well don't want my wife smaller than that five five ten or eleven for me 
That's a good height. Short King. Yeah. <laughs> good height. It's a you good height now, Larry. You still have Larry. <laughs> I'm, I'm the middle ground. <laughs> so yeah, we're we're uh, look forward to next week with our uh, episode eighty nine, the the dream child. So yeah, um, I think I'm looking forward to that. I, I can't remember it being that pleasurable, but you know, I am looking forward to it. So yeah, see you all next week, guys. See ya. Thanks for bye, watching. Bye, bye.